Well, I'm Ricky. And I'm Joe, and this is Season 4, Episode 1 of the Beer and Broadband Podcast. Um, we're going to put this out on uh, 5-24-2021, so should see you then. Uh, we're uh, starting a little bit late this year, uh, and we'll talk about that probably a little bit later on. But first, we're going to get to the brews, and my coffee pot in the background making a really loud beeping noise. That will be amazing. Um, yeah. So. That, that's what they say about just edit and post, right? Yeah. You guys never heard it, we promise. <laughs> you guys never will hear it. You thought you heard it. It was uh, your own timer in your own house going that's on. That's right. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about this. This is going to be the wine episode today. And basically, uh, what Ricky's done is provided us with four Rieslings. Uh, he's provided us with Cupcakes Riesling, Barefoot's Riesling, Yellowtail's Riesling, and the Biltmore Estates from North Carolina Riesling. And we're going to go through and sample each of the Rieslings, um, but we're not going to know which one we're drinking, and we're going to try to guess which one is which. <laughs> so this should be fun, especially since I've tried three of these before. Uh, so I, fair disclosure, I've had the Cupcake, the Barefoot, and the Yellowtail before. Um, and I can't remember if I've had the Biltmore. I feel like I have, but I'm not going to say that I have for sure. However, uh, my wife, Venus, has very graciously mixed up the um, samples for us, um, and so we don't have any idea what is what. So let's go at it. Um, see, see which one you like first. I'm just going to go sure. from left to right. Now, that's got a little bit of like a honey suckle character mm -hmm. to it. Has a, a very like a white wine, like yeah. almost that kind of vinegary kind of flavor. It's lightly carbonated, it looks like. Yeah, the one I'm going with is pretty much just, just fruit. A lot of like floral and citrus fruit notes. Um, very similar to like. Oh, what is it? The Dasky? Might be pronouncing that wrong. Which is good because my wife absolutely loves Daskies. It's it's pretty much the only one I got her to start drinking until I could branch her out on some. This one is a little bit more funky that I'm drinking here. Ooh. Yeah, we might be on the same one. <laughs> um, it's not bad, but it's definitely more tart. More tart. Um, you know, most risings are kind of like a medium sweet. This is maybe like a semi-sweet. Yeah. It doesn't have as much sugar in it, but it's not bad. No, it's not terrible. Um, I don't know that we got the same one because it's very possible that, you know, I got something else. I think from the bubble condition of this one. Yeah, that's true. Mine has like no no bubbles in it, yeah. but yours does. Well, so maybe you've got another funky one coming up. No, but, that, uh, this one I think is the one that you have over there that's the... The glass. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it might. Yeah, all of our glasses are mixed up, too, so we, could, we don't even know when we're trying the same ones. But this one reminds me a little bit of when we went to um, the, whatever it's called, the, the beer thing at the Science Arts of Wine? Science of, well, Science of Beer. Science of Beer. Okay. Um, that, um, that funky beer that they, like, squirt out of the keg at you. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the one from the Fodor mm -hmm. that they, they and, and that was a cider that they do. This one does have some more like cider notes to it, I think. Ooh. Okay. I said the other one was a little dry. This one's actually, I guess you can't call it dry. There's a little bit there, but. 
So this one is wetter than that one. So I think this one has been the driest so far. Yeah, this one's my driest one so far for sure. This one has been the most semi-dry. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's certainly tasty. Um, the one I've got in my... Oh, man, I shouldn't have really been asking you what the place was because I've got a cup that says it right here. Um, <laughs> didn't realize that. But, uh, okay. All right, my last, last one. one. Okay, okay, that yeah. one's much sweeter for me. That one's much more like a champagne almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been what was my first one. Yeah. My first one was by far the sweetest. All right, so I'm going to go back in. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to retake some of these. And I'm pretty sure that this one is going to be the cupcake. This one is number one. Okay. The last one that I drank is number one. clean my palate a little bit because that suddenly yeah, after having the sweet one the first mm-hmm. one suddenly became very dry okay regained some of its sweetness and I think this one is actually the yellowtail yeah I am, I'm being incredibly stereotypical because these are all from different countries except the one um some of the barefoot and the uh, Baltimore, those are here in the U.S. Biltmore. Biltmore. And I'm just going off, what do I think? is like, I'm thinking the German will be the driest. As all I'm doing is going on sweetness. It's like, who has a palate for more sweet stuff? Um, all right. So I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at them, the way that I've set them up. Riesling, barefoot, yellowtail, Built more is what I think here. I'm gonna set on okay. that for a minute. Yep, I'm still gonna. It. I've got mine in my alpha order. I'm gonna take a quick sip of everything else. Well, let's let's about talk it. about what these are first. So the Biltmore is an American Riesling that's made at Biltmore State, um, which is in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I'm just making sure it's actually made. Yeah, vented and bottled by Biltmore Estate Wine Company, Asheville, North Carolina, and I believe it was made in uh, Asheville. So that's the first one. And the Yellowtail is from Australia. So 2019 um, from the Casella family. And, um, I mean, these are all... Mm -hmm. Inexpensive wines, I would say they are, they weren't very yep. expensive. I think None ten dollars or less, right? I think one was twelve, but yeah, all twelve dollars or less, all from really big names in wine. At least they like export out. Like I'm sure if you're actually in Australia or Germany, you've got some other like local favorites. Yeah. But you know, cupcake huge exporter. Yellowtail, I think, is the biggest exporter of wine in Australia. Yeah, it is. So I wanted to pick one that I felt like were pretty available. Like I didn't go to a special wine store to get these. I just went to one of our local grocery stores, Wegman, that just has a nice wine section. But okay, I think I've I think I've got mine. So the Barefoot is from California, mm-hmm. and it, I just checked it's bottled and vented by Barefoot, from what I can tell. Yep. And then this one is the German cupcake, is the German uh, wine, and it says it's a Falls Riesling, um, and that's P F A L Z. In case I'm mispronouncing okay. it, I'll have to ask Inga if that is the correct pronunciation. And 
So it says that it was imported from Germany and bottled and vented in Germany. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's but Cupcake is a California winemaker. So that's the only one that was vented by another company. Uh, and yeah. Imported. Yeah, but it just gets imported and distributed. All right, I'm going to try again and see Okay, just to make sure. I think I've got mine. I've gone purely on stereotypes of taste. Haven't gone to Germany. That's and true. You've got a little before. bit of an advantage. I've got a little bit of an yeah. advantage on getting this possibly right. That We get internet points if we get it right, by the way. like There's nothing there's nothing more than internet points. Yeah, that, we, that we get right. one podcast length worth of bragging rights. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... I'm right about that one. Ah, such a such a toss up. It really is. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the Riesling. They're generally not aged in oak, or if they are, for no real significant time, um, which means you're re- and all the grapes have to be the same because they're Riesling. So you're really just tasting the difference in what you get from the soil, and maybe like yeast selection. So you know they are all fairly similar, um, except for the sweetness. They all are kind of like a different level of sweet. But again, I think that just goes to regional tastes. All right, so I think I'm keeping mine in the same mm. kind of thing. I, it, so this one is the sweetest. It's also the one that has the most um, effervescence to it, so okay. slight, slightly carbonated. Um, and uh, this one is, I think, the driest for me. Okay. It's the second driest, second sweetest. Okay. So, so I'm sitting here and I'm pointing at them. My number one is in one cup is in, in the, the the third cup that I tried. Mm-hmm. Um, so see, see that'll be interesting because I, I went with a different selection. I put my sweetest one as the second one because that's the barefoot. I'm like, look, California made in large numbers for most retailers. They're gonna want the sweet. And I'm thinking that I think my German one's the driest one because I'm like, ah, oh, the German surely they'll they're, they're, you know anything over in Europe is a little bit less sweet in America is my rationale. <laughs> okay, but we'll see. So are you ready to, to flip them over? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Look at the bottom. This one is number two. So this right. one is the barefoot. I got number one. So Germans uh, confirmed light dry wine. Uh, uh, I'm already generation. off to a bad start. Uh, okay. This one is number one. So I got number one and, and number two, two oh, backwards. Okay. I got number two right. So again, us wonderful Americans love, love the sweet wines. This one is number three. Oh, this one's number three. I think I swept it. And this is number four. four. So I got two out of four right, and you got four out of four, four right. right. <laughs> well, I, okay, so you talk about why you think that's the way it is, and then I'll tell you my rationale yeah, behind it. Uh, my wonderful rationale for this, um, very much that, like, used the wrong formula, got the right answer. I just thought, look, I think the German wine's the driest one. So that's the one I put in with the dry. I'm like, I, barefoot. Is so widely distributed and accepted in America. Like, that's got to be on the sweeter end. So, I just put the sweetest one in for Barefoot. Uh, especially because I don't think Barefoot makes um, some of the other sweet wines. Because we looked for, like, um, some it's, other sweet wines. They with don't them. make Moscatos or anything. Yeah. So, I'm like, so this has got to be part of their, like, sweet selection, hopefully. Um, and then we kind of had some of the more funky ones. And I went with kind of the funkiest one being the Yellowtail thinking you know really just grabbing it a guess because i knew biltmore wouldn't be one of those like overly sweet ones because no offense to biltmore but they're kind of like 
a quote unquote fancy winery. Yeah. Like even though the bottles aren't that expensive, actually I think that might have been the twelve dollar one. But you know, there you know the Biltmore House and all that other stuff. You know, there's there's like a a level of quote unquote refinement they try and put around that name. So I expected it to have like some of those other flavors to it. Uh, but I'll admit, two and three were much more of a just. Which one of these do I think is funkier? And I'll give Australia the funkier one. So you're you're thinking well. So why am I telling Ricky this? Because um, I am a little bit more of a wine person. You are. You've drank yeah. a lot more wine than I have. I've only kind of gotten into wine seriously like since the pandemic started. Also, I went to Germany and had German wine, mm-hmm. like and beer and things like that within the last. I mean, I've been there twice, and I've had it both times, and that's been uh, within the last um, uh, three, four years. Yeah. Uh, so I've actually had the experience of having that. German wines actually are not all dry. There's mm-hmm. a gamut of them, and uh, some are really dry, some are really not. But also, this is a California wine. It was made in Germany. so Yeah, but that's that, kind of the same it's, thing, it's been made. It's been it's... made a particular way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what confused me between the two California wines, and I've had the Barefoot before, is that this didn't feel as sweet the last time okay. I had it. And this felt sweeter. I can see time. that because we're just drinking a bunch of already, you know, none of these are like dessert wines. Even the sweet one um, is like a medium sweetness. So I can definitely see, especially yep. as dry some of the other ones are, it really boosts that perception of yep. sweetness. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. So I, I, my, my experience tricked me into thinking the difference between the two because mm-hmm. in my mind, this was the sweeter of the two from my memory. From oh, my really? Perception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, I'm talking about the cupcake being the sweeter of the two. Mm. Um, they're not terribly far off in sweetness. The barefoot is, I'd say if it was a range of one to ten, the cupcake would be like a five, and mm-hmm. the barefoot would be like a seven. Yeah, eight. that's true. Yeah, as far as like sweetness goes. Um, but, I mean, they're definitely, it, it's a difference. It's just not not as, and then the, the yellowtail and the other one, I mean, I just nailed those because I've, mm. I, I've I knew that the Biltmore had certain things that were going with it um, to to create those flavors um, that that were going on there, and and that is going to be kind of unique to the Biltmore yeah. terroir, and you can taste that in just about everything that they grow and and do on mm-hmm. the property. Um, so since I've had um, a good bit of Biltmore Estate wines before, you know, I knew that. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'll admit that turned out. Points. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it turned out to be a little bit more fun than I thought it was going to be because I didn't expect there to be kind of, even though there's not a whole lot of fluctuation in sweetness, I expected there to be less. I thought I was going to have to really be thinking on this one and be like, okay, what are these like secondary or tertiary flavors I think might be coming from this? You know, whose soil tastes more like apricots, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Um, well, well, no, they, so, um, the, the wines themselves, they actually, uh, are a bit more forward in having the Riesling taste. Like the, yeah. they, they all taste so similar. They really do. Like yeah. if you take the sweetness away, they're very similar wines. And it's nice because I actually liked all four bottles, which means whichever two I take back, my wife won't complain about. And I think I'm going to have to, um, kind of figure out which of these is which when it comes to certain um, like 
things that, if I'm not mistaken, all of these should have been lightly toasted oak. They should have had a little bit of wood that they were in for a little while, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Some wines are, some wines aren't. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that at least Biltmore uh, does that with his wines. They very well could have, yeah. Because you can't really check that in the, um, the little description they give you on the market. That's actually another thing I liked when looking these up. I was really worried I would know too much about them when I got here because I would have had to, like, read the label because i was i was a little self-conscious because i know like some rieslings like when i was looking through different ones um will say like how sweet they are and even that i was like that's a little bit too much for me but uh i don't know if it's a point in favor or against wegmans but their description of these wines is like a sentence and a half yeah it's really bare bones no tasting notes anything like that um it kind of just tells you like where it's from and that's about it yeah they so, i mean they generally don't at wegmans i've bought some mm-hmm. wine from them before um they tell you more about the cheese and the tasting notes that you might buy to pair with these things than they do the Yeah, the not no, not even that on their website is real bare bones. But what well, that was kind of nice. I meant the uh, the cheese at the count cheese counter where it has tasting notes. This pairs well with. Oh yeah, this thing. yeah. I have a run yeah. by their their uh, like the little cheese counter over there, but uh, their wine section is nice. Actually, their whole alcohol section is nice. It's like yeah. three rows. We've been uh, going crazy um, over there since the pandemic, getting like one or two wines every week. So, um, let's talk about why we're starting late this year. Uh, because the world exploded. But you're, <laughs> you're very much right. We kind of set that precedence last time. Oh, we're going to do a spring and we're going to do a fall. Right. And now we're kind of like doing a summer. And then, I don't know if we'll still do fall or winter or whatever. Yeah, we'll how we'll place it out. Something like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it became very difficult the last few weeks to find a weekend. We were both free to be in person. One, you know, out the whole pandemic thing, we had to all get vaccinated. But my kid has started daycare and just is bringing home plagues every week or two, which is very normal. All the parents tell me it's normal, but man, uh, she's wiped the house out a few times. Like just everyone's taking Monday off because we're all just <laughs> sick in bed. But she never is because she gets it first. So like she gets it Friday and she's feeling real bad on Saturday, maybe half a Sunday. And by Monday, she's up ready to play and we're all just dead. <laughs> I think I think the big thing though is, um, we we started talking about doing it remote, and then we just decided this is a fun thing that we do together, yeah, like in person. And it's one of those things that while it's fun to do remote, it, it it's not as fun, right? Mm-hmm. So we waited till we got vaccinated. I think we talked about it to begin with, but I just decided, eh, you know, I'm gonna put it off until we're yeah, well, you, yeah, especially because you got to get vaccinated pretty early in terms of like general population yeah like you, you got to run in through i didn't get mine until till pretty recently but it is a lot more fun to do in person and it here's the thing it's harder to do it remote because we have to have the same things to drink so i one of us already kind of has to drive to the other one and then drive back so you're doing most of the work to record the <laughs> podcast but you're not getting to hang out together yeah. so it's like it uh it i guess on a technical level like discord was a nice tool to use that was yeah. kind of fun but uh, they, it's really hard to replace to like you actually go over and see somebody and have a couple drinks. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like if if we want to talk about headphones or something, I couldn't mm-hmm. just be like, pass them around. Exactly. Let's talk right. about these, yeah, and so, or something like that. Please so. pull up the specs and pretend you know what they sound like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are we going to do in in season four? Well, you know, we've got some uh, equipment to talk about, maybe some ubiquity stuff. We've got some events that have happened that we're going to talk about. You know the. The uh, ubiqui- ubiquity um, breach that they had, and uh, there's been a couple other things like that. Um, 
do you have anything planned to talk about for season four yourself, or are you just going to kind of ride the ride the lightning? I'm going to ride the lightning. I'll probably come up with a few things, but I don't have anything for this particular recording session. I dropped the line. I was I was happy with that. <laughs> that was even a logistical challenge. My my poor um, poor wife. We kept saying, "Hey, we're going to go in person," but Wegman's has something going on with their website. Uh, lat well, a couple of days ago, we tried to order groceries online like three times and it, it broke each time and emptied out the cart so we said fine we're going to go in person uh and then my mother she's normally living with us but we're getting ready to sell her house and she went home for like two days she's like oh well, we've lost her babysitter now and uh i can't think of anything worse than having a three-year-old in the wine section for 30 minutes while you pick out wines <laughs> <laughs> so uh we we literally picked these up yesterday we were able to get an order in it and grabbed them on friday oh that's that's not too bad um, yeah, so I think that's probably pretty much the end of this episode. So thanks for watching, uh, or listening. Thanks for listening. Um, this has been season four, episode one of the beer and broadband podcast, and we'll catch you next time.